right from the beginning of this world, we always have trouble accepting those who are different than us. Today we come across people with a different skin color. Language, the language is different from what we speak. Their culture is different. Their religion is different. The way they appear is different. You know, their social behaviors are different. Even physically and emotionally, their conditions are different. We come across varieties of people, and especially in the land, you know, in, in the Western learned, learned today, we come across such a wide varieties of people. And you know, many times we find it difficult to accept someone who is not, who doesn't look like us, who doesn't speak the way we speak, who doesn't do the, thing, the things the way we do things. When we see them, we tend to think, why are they different? Why do they behave in this way? Why, why do they speak in this way? You know, people who look different, they really stand out in the crowd. They are noticed by every eye. You know, while the entire band is marching, if one person is not marching according to the beat, you know, that particular person is going to be noticed by everybody. You know, Jesus' approach to the religion was totally different from the one that was traditionally practiced in Judaism. Jesus' outreach, the way he reached out to sinners, was totally different than the way that was used by the religious leaders of the day. You know, the, finally, the, this thought was so deep in the hearts of Pharisees. As they were trying to understand the way Jesus was ministering, it was totally different. And they raised the question saying, why your disciples do things differently? You know, when it comes to the religious practice such as fasting, Jesus was not like Pharisees. Jesus was not like even his forerunner, John the Baptist. Jesus mailed with sinners. And you know, the, the, that was not the only issue that you know, made him different or uh, him to look different. Jesus was also hanging out with the sinners. They were not following the practices of Judaism. He also looked totally different from the rest of the religious leaders. Many people who tried to follow Jesus, they had the question, why are you different? Why are you different? You know, this morning I would like to title my sermon as, why are you different? Why are you different? You know, Jesus not only preached different, uh, different and did different things, he also taught the reason why he is different than the rest of the religious leaders or the rest of the religious practices followed in those days. Jesus spoke a parable to them when they had such a question, explaining them, you know, why he looked different and he was trying to tell what really they can expect from Lord Jesus Christ. So let's read carefully. We are going to read Luke chapter 5, verses 33 to 39. Luke chapter 5, verses 33 to 39. You know, as you read, there are certain texts or certain phrases that are highlighted in the screen. 
So you would not fail to notice those highlights. Just keep that in mind. Luke chapter 5, 33 to 39. Then they said to Jesus, Why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And likewise those of the Pharisees. But yours, your disciples, eat and drink. Verse 34. And he said to them, Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast? while the bridegroom is with them but the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them then they will fast in those days then he spoke a parable to them this is what he said no one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one otherwise the new makes a tear and also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old and no one puts a new wine into old wineskin, or else the new wine will burst the wineskin and be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. Verse 38. But new wine must be put into new wineskin, and both are preserved. And no one have drunk old wine immediately desires new, for he says, the old is better. You know, Jesus was different than the other spiritual leaders of the age. And his teachings were different. You know, this morning I want you to pay attention to me. So Jesus was a totally different spiritual leader. You know, if you go to the next slide, this is what the parable is all about. It says, no one puts a patch of new cloth on an old cloth. You know, most of us know stitching. If someone does that, the new one makes a tear on the old one and the new patch does not match with the old one. No one puts new wine into your old wineskin. If someone does that, the wine will burst the old wineskin. The wine will spill and the wineskin will be ruined. Just a simple parable. There are a couple of key phrases we don't want to uh, we don't want to fail to identify this structure that will really help me to structure my sermon this morning there are a couple of key phrases so these are you know very strong voices of the parable no one puts a patch of new cloth on an old cloth no one no one puts the new wine into an old wine skin the new does not match the old the old no one desires the new wine the world is better those who drink wine you know old wine is better can i hear an amen mm, see we have a lot of drinkers of wine here in this place amen okay now there is no sound absolutely everybody is very cautious now right okay jesus did jesus drink wine Hello, you know your Bible? Did Jesus drink your wine? Sorry, did Jesus drink wine? Yes, amen? Amen? <laughs> Bible doesn't say that. Bible says it was unleavened bread and it was... It doesn't say that. <laughs> it was wine, amen? What's wrong with you? Okay, let's get back. Right, so there are, there are a couple of key phrases, you know, no one puts a patch of new cloth on a old cloth. 
No one puts the new wine into the old wine skin because it doesn't match and no one desires to drink new wine. They all like old, older wine. So this morning I want to introduce three terms here as we take it further. Three abilities. Can you say three abilities? So number one, impossibility. Number two, incompatibility. Number three, inability. Can we say that again? Impossibility, incompatibility, inability. No one puts a patch of new cloth on a old cloth. No one puts a new wine into a old wine skin. Number one, impossibility of old and new existing together. Impossibility. It is impossible because no one does that. So it is impossible. Impossibility of old and new existing together. No one does this. New patch cannot be put over the old. New wine cannot be put into the old wine skin. There were no way Jesus could have built his teachings over Judaism. There is no way Jesus would have taught his disciples over what they learned already in Judaism. Jesus had to start everything new. That's what Jesus is trying to say. The old rituals and the religious practices could not be really patched with the teachings of Jesus Christ. Old and new could never coexist. Old and new could never exist together. I want to turn your attention to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Bible says, Paul writes saying that, Therefore, if anyone is in, can you read that with me? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Old and new could never exist together. You know, when people came to Christ, people come to Christ even today, you know, sometimes they continue, they still continue their old practices. And on top of those old practices, they try to practice Christianity. You know, the old money that came to their lives before they came to Christ, that money is still in their bank. It came in a very illegal way. And on top of the illegal money, today we try to save our earnings. The old relationship that was there before we came to know Christ, that relationship still continues even after we come to Christ. The old demon who was standing at the door, he is still standing at the door as we worship God. Listen to me this morning. The person who you cut, the person who you, whom you fought with, the person who tried to destroy your name, the person who tries various things against you, you're not still forgiven, but you continue to follow Christ. We are talking about something which is impossible, something which can never happen, that is impossible of old and new existing together. New patch cannot be put over the old cloth. New wine cannot be poured into the new wine, in the old wine skin. You know, God wants to do many things in our lives. Bible says our God is a God of new beginnings. God wants to give us a new vision. God wants to give us a new focus. God wants to give us a new revelation. God wants to give us, give us a new song, a new blessing, a new baby, a new position, a new house, a new car. You know, God wants to bless us. But there is a problem. What is the problem? The new and the old cannot exist together. 
the new and the old cannot exist together the world has to die before god brings something new in our lives and jesus had to convey that very clearly to the people around him now in the old testament we read about a king by name uzziah king uzziah the name uzziah means strength of jehovah he was a very successful king in his kingdom because he was depending on the strength from god strength of god but bible says in the later days of king uzziah he became very powerful and his pride led him to destruction you know when god is giving you god is blessing us with everything what comes up pride you know when we god is using us very powerfully in his kingdom what comes up pride the same thing happened to king uzziah and he became very prideful and bible says in second chronicles chapter 26 verse 16 but when he was stronger his heart was lifted up to his destruction for he transgressed or sinned against the lord his god by entering the temple of the lord to burn incense on the altar of incense in the old days in the olden days priests only can enter into the temple of god and burn incense and King Uzziah tried that and in spite of rebuke from the priests, he did not listen to the priests. He continued to do, you know, give incense and burn incense in the presence of God, which should have been done by the priests. And you know, he did not repent. Instead of repenting, he became more, more anger. He had more anger. He became angrier. Bible says King Uzziah had leprosy until he died and he died as a leper you know because the wrath of god came upon him and king uzziah had to die for something else to happen we read that in the book of isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 king uzziah had to die for god to show him to to show himself to the prophet isaiah shall we read isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 in the year that king uzziah died I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple of God you know the man of sinful nature had to die for God to do something in our lives you know this morning through this parable God is telling us that there is something that is still not godly in our lives and that had to die for God to do something because it is impossible for old and new to exist together you know, often we get into the trouble when we become children of God. Because we are living in the dispensation of grace, we don't see the punishment of God coming upon, instant, coming upon us instantly. You know, that will lead, that will at times motivate us to continue with our sins and also with the things of God. So it is impossible for old and new to exist together. The old and new could never exist together. And the old had to die. Jesus was a different preacher than the spiritual leaders and his teachings were different Secondly the incompatibility of the new with the old The new does not match with the old You know today even though it has become a fashion When you have a totally torn jeans The John sorry the jeans is supposed to be blue in color and now it has turned to white in color 
and you want to put a patch because you got a big hole in your jeans and you want to put a patch over that and you put a patch with a deep blue color patch and they don't match you know a little bit of matching things hopefully right so some of the girls you know i asked them you know what is this kind of you know what are you wearing now you know your socks one socks is different color and the other socks is different color and your ear stud doesn't match with your top and what is this kind of wearing? and she says uncle or pastor you don't know about it this is the fashion now one socks should be blue the other socks should be green is that true <laughs> right so matching you know if you don't put it match it properly it doesn't really look good when the piece of new garment is put on the old garment the new doesn't really match with the old that was a problem that was a that was a parable i want to take you back a little to the history until 16th century the incompatibility of the practices of the catholic priests and the teachings of the new testament was not really understood at the age of 27 martin luther a German monk and a theologian was given the opportunity to be a delegate to a Catholic church conference in Rome. Listen to me. And he came out of the conference totally disappointed, totally shattered, and he was very discouraged by the morality and the corruption he witnessed there among the Catholic priests. And he found that the practices of the Catholic Church were not compatible with the teachings of the Bible and he realized that there is a great incompatibility and he realized that those two cannot exist the practices of the Catholic Church and what the New Testament says they are totally different they cannot go together well and Luther vigorously he objected the corrupt practices of the Catholic Church and he wrote the 95 thesis and he, you know, he, he was questioning in those cases the Catholic practices and on October 31st, 1517, he nailed that 95 thesis on the door of Wittenberg Castle Church. And that 95 thesis, which would later became the foundation of Protestant Reformation and resulted in the birth of the, all the Protestant churches and the evangelical churches and the Pentecostalism, the beginning of 20th century. The corrupt practices of the Catholic Church was incompatible with the teachings of the Bible. You know, when a piece of new garment is taken and put on an old garment, they don't match the old one. Now listen to me. You know, God wants us to learn a couple of things this morning. God wants to do something in our lives, in all our lives, God is at work. You know, often he hold, and often we, in fact, hold on to the past. That is the old, and we miss the blessings that God wants to do new in our lives because they don't go together well. We hold on to our past. We hold on to our past life, and by doing it, we miss the new things that God wants to do in our lives. You know, God wants us to let go of our past. If you refuse to move from our past, you know, we will become stagnant. We will not be able to move forward. Listen to me this morning carefully. 
We will not be able to actively do anything in our lives if you hold on to our past. God said, in fact, in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19, this is what he said, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, what did he say? I will, can you read with me? I will do what? A new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, God wants to do something new in our lives. God wants to do new things in our lives. You know, this morning as we listen, I don't want to think that, you know, God is speaking to somebody else. You know, God is speaking to me. God is speaking to me. God is speaking to all of you. But remember, the new wine is not compatible with the old wineskin. The new wine is not compatible with the old, old uh, wineskin. In many of our lives, it is time to move on. Still you carry the baggage of your past. God is telling us, as he spoke in Isaiah, Isaiah as we read, Isaiah 43, 18, God is telling us, do not remember the former things. Still, we carry the baggage in our lives. God is saying, do not remember the old past in your life. You know, your past can easily become a stronghold in your lives. And it will not allow to enjoy the blessings that God has in store for us. You know, even at times when you hold on to our past, you know, at times, you know, it will bring us to an end in our lives because our past is capable of killing us. Our past is capable of destroying us. You know, this morning I'm talking to you that God is telling you, you know, some of us are very tightly holding on to our past. We are not just leaving that. May it be our relationship, may it be our addiction, may it be, you know, our brokenness in our marriage covenant, or may it be our spiritual abuse. We just got abused in the spiritual sense somewhere else, or the frustration, or we got cheated in our lives, or, you know, at times we were under threat in a certain situation, whatever it may be. When you hold on to your past, it becomes totally incompatible with what God has planned for our future. This morning I want you to receive from God. You have a life to live. You have a life in front of you. And God wants you to come out of your past. Because the world cannot go well with the new. You cannot handle the past looking into the future. And it's very important that we come out of our past. Our old wine skin is not capable of handling the new wine. Just put a couple of thoughts on the screen for you. Do not let your past to destroy your future. Your past doesn't allow to live your today and it will not allow you to live your dream tomorrow. If you keep reading the same chapter, when will you open a new chapter in your life? You know, many times we do that. We pray and we go to bed and we start thinking about what we went through in our lives. Those moments of tragedy, those moments of trouble, those moments of disappointment, those moments then when we got cheated by someone, someone else. You know, when we start reading the same chapter over and over again, when will we start the new chapter in our lives? If you don't leave your past, the past will get into your future. If you don't leave your past, the past is capable of getting into your future. And you know what? 
it will spoil your entire life it will spoil your entire life the your past doesn't need you but your future needs you jesus said your new cloth cannot be sold with the old cloth it doesn't match they are totally incompatible you know this morning god is telling you you need to just leave your past do not bring your past along with you and as we go into our future you don't want that past you don't bring that past along with you into the future and it will spoil your life it will spoil your life the reason you are not able to come up in your life <coughs> because <coughs> your old is not gone this morning i pray that god may speak to you you and all you often talk about your past failures you often talk about people who hurt you in your life people who mistreated you people who cheated you people who took advantage over your life and those incidents are fresh in your mind and you never forgave them and you never forgive them sometime you know we forgive them and but their past is more powerful and more capable of appearing in your life over and over again and this morning your past is standing in front of you and god is telling them that doesn't match with what i am about to do in your life that doesn't really match it go well with what i'm about to do in your life you need to forget your past sometimes we get so obsessed by our past and we need deliverance from that we need forgiveness and we need to forgive somebody and we need to be delivered from our past and god is telling us do not stop just move forward do not turn back you know what will happen when we turn back when the angels came to zoram and gomara and the angels told the lot and his family to get out because god is going to destroy we read that in genesis chapter 9 verse 17 i'm reading from niv Genesis chapter 19:17 <clears throat> Angel one of the angels spoke to Lot Flee for your lives do not look back and do not stop anywhere in the plain flee to the mountains or you will be swept away But Genesis 19:26 we read again Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt a pillar of salt cannot move it becomes stationary and when we look at our past and when we get frustrated when we give up we will not be able to move forward we become stagnant as the pillar of salt and this morning god is telling us our old is not compatible with what you are living today your old is not compatible with your future jesus was different than the other spiritual leaders and his teachings were different finally let's talk a little bit about the inability to accept anything different inability so impossibility we talked about incompatibility we talked about finally the inability to accept anything different you know there is a notion that all this better but that's not true let's read verse 39 again and no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new for he says the world is better he's talking about the pharisees and the religious leaders they listened to jesus they tasted the new wine 
And they feel that the world is better. The world is better. It's not positive, tone. It's not a good thing. But it is a notion that we see today in our lives. That's what we think. The world is better. You know, people including Pharisees, they were so deep into the religion of Judaism, they never wanted to listen to anything that Jesus had to tell them. They rejected the new way. The Jesus movement was totally rejected by them. And they wanted to continue because they were content with the old way. They wanted to continue in their world living in their old traditions. This morning, <laughs> I'm going to talk to the parents. You know, as Christians, many times we got so buried in our traditions and we easily miss what God is doing now in our lives. Is God doing something now in our lives? Amen. Amen. You know, many times we get buried so much in our traditions and we miss what God is doing in our lives. Our traditions really make us to believe that that is the only way to serve God. You know, we are not open for change. Jesus is trying to work in the lives of Pharisees and the people of Judaism, but they were not willing to change. You know, at times we become so rigid in the way we used to do things. We used to do we used to worship the Lord in the same way in our olden days, in our childhood days. And we used to serve the Lord in the one particular way. And we are so comfortable doing the same thing over and over again, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Listen to me, 50 years we have been doing the same thing. We have been serving the Lord. We want to do the same thing over and over again. You know, we don't really care about the current generation and the next generation that are they, they are with us right now we don't really worry about them you know we perceive god in a particular way and we do few things you know to, to behave godly and to express our godliness that's what we do we do a couple of things to do things accordingly and that what we do may or may not make sense to the next generation listen to me carefully there are a number of conservative people who do not believe in the new innovations that are used to spread the gospel and to share the love of Christ. You know, if you think about, you know, we are so rigid in our traditions, you know, I would say we gain more security or we feel more safe in our traditions than in our God. You know, sometimes when we do the things that we do sequentially, one after the other, we feel we are so satisfied. We even forget the fact that we are serving God, we are here to serve God. But the way we start doing things, even in our worship service, we do four songs, and then what? We do a Bible reading, and then we do prayer, and then we preach, and then we leave. Once we do this, we get a false sense that we have done something, we have achieved something. We don't even think about God. We were very careful about our procedure and the sequence of things we do. Many people are today all comfortable with the old way of doing the religion, following the religion. You know, many times the world practices, they don't find, we don't find relevance 
in the current situation, especially the current generation and the next generation kids. They don't find it relevant. You know, here I want to make an important point for parents. If you remain in your traditions, if you remain so rigid in your traditions, you will lose your children. If we are so proud of our tradition, if we are so you know, comfortable in the way we do things, if we are so rigid, not willing to make any change in our lives, the way we follow God, we will lose our children. Our children, they don't have any interest in the way we worship God, the way we follow God. They know the God of Bible, God of the Bible, but they don't understand the way you relate your God to your tradition. You know, Bible says God is for all generation. Bible is written to meet the needs of all generations. The first Bible ever printed was in 1455. You know, today the second technology is so advanced that you don't need to print Bible anymore. Unless you need Bible to the places where Bible need to be reached. Today, Bible is available in all forms, in all media. Listen to me. In 1962, Phillips released the first cassette tape, if you remember, in 1962. I remember those days, those tapes, Maxwell, Sony, JVC, TDK, if you remember those small cassette tapes, to run 30 minutes, some of them are 30 minutes, some of them are 40 minutes. Right, do you remember those things? And sermons were recorded in those cassette tapes. And today we don't need them. We have those sermons available in our handheld devices. You know, you cannot say that I used to listen to sermons only in cassette tape. And I want to listen to that same way today. You can never see that. You can never say that I used to read only printed Bibles. And today I will read only printed Bible. Only printed Bible is the word of God. And your kid looks at you like this, Dad, what are you saying? What are you saying? What's wrong with you, Dad? You see the difference? See the difference? That becomes so outdated and it becomes irrelevant in the current context. The Pharisees said the old wine is better and they rejected the new way. Now I'm, I'm trying to relate that to what we practice today. Try to understand the time where your children are living in today. You know, they are living in a time, they are trying to understand everything in the context of the current technology and what they see around them today. And if you continue to impose our traditions over our children, we will lose them. We will lose them. You know, that really made me write this. The greatest challenge, can we get that on screen? The greatest challenge for us, the baby boomers and generation experience, most of us here baby boomers and generation experience is not the challenge for us is not how we follow God that's not the challenge it is how we live to inspire our children the millennials the gen y and the post millennials the gen c to follow God you know with all our traditions we cannot really impress them to follow God we need to come down to their level to understand Bible in their context and help them to follow God. Always remember the core gospel is the same. You know, we need to be very clear about it. The core gospel is the same, but the outer coating is different. 
The gospel doesn't change. It is the same. How we present the gospel has to vary generation to generation. You know, one generation's religious practices, listen to me carefully, one generation's religious practices can become a tradition and ritual to the next generation. And we cannot expect them to do the same thing that what we do. Because we practiced it and we found it very good. It's not necessarily that it should, be a, you know, it should be a practice in the next generation. It can become a tradition for them. It can become a ritual for them. It is the same Bible we present in such a way that makes relevance for them in the current context, in the current situation. You know, we have a unique challenge as parents. Because the current generation and the next generation that we are dealing with today, they are growing in the technological world. You think about the technology expl explosion during the end of 20th century and the beginning of 21st century, it's amazing. You know, that's why we find a major challenge today. How do we bring our children in a godly way? And if we don't package the gospel in such a way that makes sense to our children, they are not going to pay attention to it. So as church, as parents, as seniors, you know, we have a role to play here, like Pharisees, if we continue to say that the world is better. The world wine is better. We fail in our mission of advancing the kingdom into the future generation. You know, we need to learn to accept the difference. When Jesus started preaching, Pharisees could not handle it because they were not willing to make any change in their lives. We need to make we need to be willing to admit those changes that are needed to bring our children in a godly way, to bring our religious practices that is relevant to the current generation. We need to throw away those useless traditions. All the churches are buried in the traditions today, including the Pentecostal churches. And God is telling us the word of God, if you read that carefully, throw all those traditions. They are not going to take you anywhere else. Otherwise, we will lose our children. They will walk away from God. It is important to lead the next generation to God. If not, the kingdom will suffer. If your children are not taking the Bible, not reading the word of God, you know, when I refer to Bible, forgive me, I'm not referring to the written, I'm not referring to the printed book, I'm referring to all media that is available. They are all Bible. And if you don't make our children to read Bible today, and you know, if you don't help them, inspire them to follow God today, and if you still hold on to our traditions, they will easily walk away from God. And who will propagate? Who will you know, move the kingdom of God? Who will take the, who or who will further the kingdom of God into the next generation? And God will make each one of us accountable if we don't do it. Psalm 145 verse 4 says, Psalm 145 verse 4, One generation, can you read that with me and understand? One generation shall praise your works to another generation one generation shall declare the work one generation shall sit with your children and make those work of god relevant to their current context the bible doesn't change forget to throw away all our practices all our traditions and make the word of god relevant to the, your children and they will carry the precious word of god into the future ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 4 says one generation passes away and another generation comes and they are here right now and they are coming are we not accountable for our children but the earth abides forever you know when it comes to the matter of the eternity of your children please change the way you do things be flexible to stop doing what you do 
and be flexible to start doing what you don't do without changing the core teachings of the Bible. And they don't expect you to change that. Our children don't expect us to change the Bible, but they expect us to change the way we follow religion, the way we understand, the way we follow the rituals and traditions in our lives. And we need to be careful. Unless your children see the impact of the Word of God making in your lives, they are not going to believe what you believe. Unless your children, you know, they are not going to believe what we believe, unless they see the living Word of God in our lives, unless that we do within four walls make an impact in that society they don't find any meaning following god listen to me they always question what do you do inside the four walls on sunday morning and you forget god and you don't worry about god what kind of religion that is they question us and we as parents we need to be careful to answer them unless your faith and practices are directly linked to resolving a social issue or a social cause the next generation is not going to be interested in our religion because Jesus and his ministry was all about reaching out to the society Jesus never had prayer meetings on Sunday morning worshiping God and sitting inside the four walls and going away Jesus was all about reaching the society and your children knew that very well they know this very well I, they want to see that happening in our lives as parents just worshiping inside the four walls jumping up and down leading people into a spiritual ecstasy had already become a tradition for next generation and they are not up to it they are not willing to do it your children want to see faith coming in action addressing the social issues leading people to christ our inability to accept difference must change and we must start that change in our lives this morning we are going to close we took too much time to learn what God wants to transfer to us our hearts Jesus was different in his teachings and the way he worked and God expects that change in our lives shall we all stand for a moment this morning there are a couple of things I want to challenge you this morning to take action number one as we said the impossibility of old and new existing together my question to all of you this morning is what is that whole thing that must go away from you so that God can do something new in our lives I don't want you to just listen I want you to take action inside of you I want you to think about as we are getting into the time of prayer what is that whole thing that must go away from me so that God can do something new because we know that the old and new cannot coexist the number two challenge the incompatibility of new wine with the world what is that one thing of the past having a stronghold on you and it is not allowing you to move ahead to receive the new blessings from God there is something that is holding on us tying us and nailing us to our past that's not allowing us to move forward to receive the new blessings and the new anointing and the new focus and the mission and the vision in our lives what is that thirdly the inability to accept anything different what is that one tradition that you have to change to inspire your children to follow God God wants you to stop that if it is something that you have to start God wants you to start shall we close our eyes this morning